Everyone, remain calm. Welcome to the 73rd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we have a bit of casting news, so if you're trying to go in fresh to the next film, you might want to skip past some of that spoilery news. A great chat on Site B with Josh Evans, aka Nublar7, where we talk all about the production process of Jurassic World and its sequel, and we'll close out the episode with another great addition to the Amber Fine segment with Jay Jurassic. This time, he's revealing his Jurassic Park wallet cards. We've had a few really fun episodes recently, going back to our interviews with Jurassic World actors James Dumont and Colby Boothman. Definitely go back and check those ones out, but we also had a really fun time debuting our Halloween special, which was a fun crossover of the Haunted Mansion attraction in Disney mixed with a bit of Jurassic Park. It may be past Halloween, but it's still a fun listen. Give it a shot. Alright, it's another big episode, so let's get this thing started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. Eighteen minutes and your company catches up on ten years of research. Access rate program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, I hate being right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. So first, Netflix killed off its streaming of the first three Jurassic Park films a few months back, and now HBO Go is sending off Jurassic World. HBO will only have Jurassic World available for streaming until December 1st, 2016. It's a shame, but it's kind of expected as films constantly fluctuate through these streaming services. So if you have HBO, make sure to stream wisely this November and give Jurassic World a great send-off. JurassicWorld.com has begun its transformation. After moving from the park version of the main page, the website has begun to transition into becoming a website for the entire series, showcasing news, videos, games, events, theme parks, films, community, and intel. It's actually turning into a very, very cool place for us fans, and uh, it's got a lot of great images and information on the films. The intel page specifically has a lot of great information on the characters and a ton of stats on dinosaurs. Now, it doesn't really seem like the website is fully finished just yet, but uh, certainly keep an eye out on that space for some cool updates coming soon. You'll find a link to the updates in our show notes. So these next two stories may qualify as spoilery, if that's actually a word. Um, It is now. But if you don't want to know anything about the sequel, just skip ahead to the next segment 
And uh, all right, let's do it. Here we go. This past week, Jake Johnson took it upon himself to answer a fan's question about whether or not we'd see Lowry again in the sequel, as he'd create a good balance for the potentially darker sequel. And uh, he responded, From what I hear, Lowry will not be in Jurassic World 2. So while it's not an official update from Universal or the film's creators, it really doesn't bode well for Lowry Crothers. Hopefully he is playing coy with the fans, but uh, we have no reason to believe that he isn't telling the truth. You know, it's not really often that we see a lot of these side characters returning for future films um, so maybe it's going to continue the trend but you know we actually didn't see him get the safety in the end of the film we never saw him in that hangar so maybe he did get eaten <laughs> just put that point out there for you head out to our show notes for a link to see his tweet so as I was editing this episode, some brand new casting news decided to pop up. Um, as reported by Variety.com, Toby Jones and Rafe Spall are in talks to be in the sequel to Jurassic World. Now this is our first real big bit of news in a while after a whole lot of speculation on different cast members. So Toby Jones is probably the most recognizable from his role as Arnim Zola in the first two Captain America films. He's also in The Hunger Games, Doctor Who, he was Dobby in Harry Potter. Um, and obviously a ton of other great films. He's got a huge list. Um, Rafe is, is lesser known to me, but um, he's recently been seen in Black Mirror, the BFG, the Big Short, and Prometheus. Um, now, both of which are these guys are English actors, so I really wonder if that means anything with their roles in the film. Uh, we know they're filming in London, but we don't actually think it's taking place in London. So, But who knows, maybe some part is when these guys are being cast. Also, Toby Jones plays a great villain in a lot of other films films, so I wonder if we'll see him play that sort of role in this film. Now, the article also points out that they are getting ready to test for two other key roles, but wanted to get these contracts out of the way first, so that probably means that these two roles will play off of Toby Jones and Rafe Spall being cast in their roles. Now, previously we have heard about Lucy um, in casting calls, and last week we actually got wind of another possible role of a computer or science tech of some sort named Clint. Um, last week, a, a um, audition video popped up, but it was recently deleted, so we don't have any further information on that. But maybe they just want to get these roles for Toby and Rafe out of the way so they can begin to cast for um, Clint, or possibly Clint and uh, Lucy. Now, um, who knows? Maybe in some way these two are related, or maybe they're, you know, supposed to look similar. Um, all these things could play a factor for why they want to get these roles out of the way first. But for now, let the theories begin on who Toby and Rafe will play. Um, head to our show notes for a link to Variety's article. Oh, there it is. There it is. Experience Jurassic Park in concert with the Nashville Symphony. November 13th at Skirmerhorn Symphony Center. You'll see the movie projected in HD as the Nashville Symphony performs John Williams' magnificent score live. Get ready for a movie night like never before. Get your tickets at NashvilleSymphony.org. Thank God for Site B. Site B? Yes, Site B. No force on earth or heaven could get me on that island. Site B, don't worry. Yes. I'm not making the same uh, mistakes again. I'm not Okay, so there's another island with dinosaurs, no yes, fences. Site B. And you want to send people in? Yes. A very few people. Yes. It's not a research expedition anymore. It's a rescue operation. It's leaving right now. You, you cannot land on this island. island. This is Isla Sorna. 
Site B. Yes. Uh, we're on Isla Sorna and we need to find, we need to talk to the boat. Site B. No, the lady. Enough. Wrong frequency. It's a little hazy here today in Site B, but you know, that doesn't matter because I have Josh Evans at Nublar 7 here with me to steer through that fog and get to the bottom of things. So uh, how's it going, Josh? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. I'm uh, I'm excited to talk about this stuff. You actually came to me first and, and said you wanted to talk about a certain topic, and that was the pre-production and production of you know, Jurassic World and Jurassic World 2. So I think that's an awesome topic. Yeah, just kind of how... Um... Everything comes together and uh, the casting and the viral marketing and just everything. Yeah, there's there's so much beneath the surface, I think. And, uh, you know, there's so many prying eyes and, and everybody wants to know what's going on. How, you know, how are they making these movies and who's in them and, you know, who's all behind the scenes. So that's a big part of what you do. And I know it's your first time here on the podcast, but you've been a huge part of the Jurassic community for a very long time. So I, I guess it's safe to assume that you really like Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, my uh, first experience of like following a movie that like really intense and searching for news and all was probably all the way back with Jurassic Park 3. Mm-hmm. Um, when, uh, I don't know if you remember Dan's JP3 page. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all the... While leading up to that, I mean, looking for news and sending him scoops. And I mean, obviously, the Internet back then was not what it is today. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very different place. Yeah. And you had the, the very basic forums and the yeah, you just find like newspaper clippings. And it, it was fun. And of course, at that point, <laughs> if you follow it too closely, it kind of ruins the movie when it comes out a little bit. Yeah. Knowing pretty much everything. Um, that was one of the problems with me with the uh, Jurassic Park three. I kind of knew everything. Just if you if you follow it real close and you follow all the articles, you follow all the interviews and all, you kind of know everything. <laughs> uh, it wasn't so much though with Jurassic World. Um, I think they actually held back a lot. I mean, everyone, if you follow it real close, you kind of knew the basic outline of the movie, mm-hmm. knew what was going to happen, but. I mean, the whole final battle, they kept all that out and Yeah. Yeah, you didn't really know everything. It didn't didn't ruin it. Yeah, you, you had an idea, but it didn't ruin the movie. No, they did a really, really good job of keeping so much of it under wraps. I mean, like you said, you knew the kind of like general gist of the movie, but um so many of those different details were, were hidden from the public eye. And uh it's I don't know if it's getting worse or it's kind of been like this for a while. I think it's been like this for a while, but you know, like you said, we've been following movies for so long and, and certain ones like brought us into the fold here um, and certain sites too, like you mentioned. And for me, I feel like back in those days, you know, I started scouring, um, I think it was like dark horizons.com yeah, and like coming soon.net and stuff like that. Like I was all over those and then Joblow.com came into the fold and uh, I was like, you know, scouring those. So it's just this like crazy trend for a lot of people like us in the, in these different, you know, fan communities to kind of get into these sites and then find out everything we possibly can, but at the same time, sort of spoil it for ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I remember all those websites and uh, yeah, it's just, it's evolved so much and there's Uh so much information out there, just little casting things get put out and you, you can find it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and, and the, the crazy thing is now, like, everybody's trying to get themselves 
not not into the production, but like trying to find the latest scoops as soon as possible. And and by getting themselves close, I mean like signing up for different accounts to to find out these notices before anybody else and doing stuff like that. And it's a way to to be you know on the forefront of all this information. Right. Right. Yeah, I think um, right now it's it's a crazy time. It's like it's like that time that we were all hoping for back in you know the old days before Jurassic World. We're all kind of like you know clamoring for some news, and this is that moment right now for us for Jurassic World two. And uh, it's a really really crazy time right now, and stuff's just starting to come out. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Okay, the very little simple things now that. When the movie comes out, you look back and think of, wow, how ridiculous was that? That we cared so much about yeah. the car driver of the producer and the, yeah. uh, the assistant to the director and like all these little names that pop up and you just look into them a little bit. And there's so many people that go into a, making a movie and it, mm-hmm. it's just fascinating. Yeah, that's one of the things that I feel like you're really good at is you, your name pops up all the time on Twitter and I just see like, you know, a little, you know, 140, you know, character paragraph of, you know, who's involved with the next film and and who's, who's, uh, you know, maybe a cinematographer or, you know, you know, production assistant or something like you said, like these, these names keep popping up and you're always at the forefront, I feel like, of finding these names. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's. Yeah, there's just names. They just keep popping up, and you find them on their like LinkedIn pages or uh-huh. internet movie data. And there's just, just maybe a Twitter page of someone who'll be like, they're working on this movie, and it's it's just amazing. And yeah. before you know it, you have like 30 names now, but you have what hundreds or whatever by the end of it. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because like those names don't necessarily mean anything to us, you know, like, and especially to some people, they they don't have any idea. But at least for a lot of us, we can kind of like look at maybe past films that they've done and 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 right. kind of remember their style or what they've done before, and and kind of get a vague idea of what the next film may be, you know, in the franchise. Right. Plus, and also like for some of them, there's some like visual artists that are, I guess, like storyboard artists that are working on it. Then if you look at not only what other films they do, but where they're like head headquartered at. And a lot of them are like for the new movie or the Pinewood Studios in the United Kingdom. Most of the people seem to be from the United Kingdom. So that just only confirms more that that's where it's going to be taking place. I mean, we, we already kind of knew that, but it's just neat to see how regionalized it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that whole debacle kind of like threw everybody for a loop. Like, you know, you first hear about London, and then you you see all these names and different things popping up, and and Pinewood and all that, and people didn't know if that meant dinosaurs were going to destroy London or you know do something <laughs> crazy like that. And no, I mean, it just turns out that that's just where the studio is based, and right, that's it's just, just easy for everybody, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's just this times uh, New Orleans. That's basically what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, where they had all the sound stages, and they—I mean, I guess they do do some outsort outside stuff too. But of course, yes. most of it's just the the indoor, and they could build and they could put it the movie really anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of my favorite things is looking back, like um, like you were talking about, like look back on what they've done before, and you see. Um, like soundstage shots of like the T-Rex breakout in Jurassic Park or the, the trailer hanging over the cliff in the Lost World. Like those are some iconic shots and they all took place like in a studio, which is crazy. 
Wasn't the the RV hanging over the cliff? Wasn't that just on a parking garage? Like, yeah, you know? yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember where. I, I just remember it being like enclosed in darkness, so it looked like some sort of studio there. I forget if. Um, yeah, I think I don't think it was a parking garage. It could have been. Up. Yeah, yeah. It's just so awesome though that they can hide these things. You know, obviously that's their job. That's what they're doing. Is they're making these things believable and real. And I think that's awesome. And I think this team that they're they're kind of amassing here is is perfect. And we we're kind of getting a sense of of what's to come, I think, in a way. Yeah, yeah. If you look like um, at J.A. Bayona's background and everything, you, we have, we've all seen, you know, he's got this dark past. <laughs> you know, he's got all these different movies that, that are dark and maybe scary or um, emotional and stuff like that. So it kind of lends us to believe that what he's doing in this movie may be, you know, it might be silly to say, but might might be... Oscar worthy or something like that because that's the kind of stuff that people throw at him when talking about J.A. Bayona. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see what he can do with this. It'll be a slightly it'll be a different take than what uh Colin did, but of course I, yeah. it's I think it's kind of what this what the movie has to do. I think it has to be I mean you had the the fun open park and everything was good and I mean of course it all fell apart. But <laughs> that I mean, you, to take it to a a new like vision is something fresh. I mean, I think that's exciting. Yeah, and and back when when uh, you know Collins announced for Jurassic World, that's kind of a thing that like none of us really knew what to expect in a way because we didn't have that back history. I mean, there was like safety not guaranteed and and some stuff, but like there wasn't that history of you know J. A. Bayona's kind of dark and you know that he's emotional and all that good stuff. Uh, so with Colin, we're kind of like, oh, what's he going to do? And I think, you know, I think he really excelled. And I think he made the movie that needed to be made first to kind of introduce people back into this world. Yeah, I thought he did a fantastic job of bringing it back and kind of resetting it. Yeah. Um, you know, like Jurassic Park 3 left a lot of a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. But mm-hmm. I do think the the 15 or the 14 years between was kind of needed. I mean, you really couldn't do Jurassic World five years after Jurassic Park three, you needed oh, that yeah. to happen and you needed someone to come in with a fresh take. And, and then Colin did that. And I mean, it's, uh, I don't know how <laughs> they really saw that when they were, I guess, seeing safety, not guaranteed how he would be perfect for it. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I uh, mean, I love that movie. I think it's, yeah, I think it's yeah. really, really good. But like you said, how can you guess what he's going to do. He must have just really sold himself, you know, like to, to Steven Spielberg. Yeah. What was it? Um, Who was it? Was it Kathleen Kennedy or Frank Marshall? One of them like pitched there is his name for, uh, I remember for star Wars. Yeah. And then I think it was, what was it? It was, um, it was Colin and Brad Bird. I think they wanted to do the episode seven. And I think, Kathleen Kennedy then kind of went off and did uh, with J.J. Uh, Abrams, but then I guess they circled back around because they needed a director for Jurassic Park 4, and they were like, well, who, who else could we... <laughs> you can go back to him. He's our guy. He's our guy, and yeah, it, it worked out great. Yeah, the, the whole, like, you know, even way before Colin, just the, the entire lead-up to Jurassic World was really insane and you mentioned that 14 year gap that's like you know uh, you can kind of cut that year 14 years down i think a few years because you know look at us now i mean we had jurassic world in 2015 and we're not getting the next one till 2018 
So right. maybe you got like a three year give or take there where, you know, you, you could have assumed that another film was coming. So you're, you're kind of anticipating it. And, and people were obviously asking, I mean, Jurassic world came out and it was not as, as big of a I'm, Jurassic world, Jurassic, did I say Jurassic world? I don't, yeah. these, these titles, <laughs> these titles get so confusing after a while, <laughs> but Jurassic park three is what I meant to say. You know, that came out. It, it was like you said, it wasn't, totally well received but it you know it did well enough um and people were talking about it right then back in 2001 like to think that they were kind of working on stuff and and getting stuff ready in that time frame and it took them that long like just things fell through and i don't know it's just that's a really really crazy story that uh went down there yeah, I mean, they. I know, like right after Jurassic Park three, they they wanted to make a Jurassic Park four, and they had mm-hmm. they had all sorts of actor or names popping up in rumors, and and <laughs> different the list, the list is a, insane. Yeah, there's so many names, um, and different, or diff, even different directors. I mean, Joe Johnston always seemed to be popping up a lot, mm-hmm. but I guess eventually. I forget when I guess it went away from him, but he, I mean, he stuck around. It seems like for a long time, up through like probably two thousand eight, two thousand ten, or something. His name constantly being attached to it, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's just amazing how it took that long. And it, for a while there, it actually kind of seemed like maybe it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I guess you know around the time uh, Michael Crichton died, it was kind of like, uh, right. is anybody gonna? Should we carry on, I guess, with the tradition, you know, continue his legacy or or just like, you know, forget about it. Just like that's it. It dies with him. Um, it was yeah, kind Kathleen, of nerve-wracking for us. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy made a comment about that, that she thought after he died that maybe this maybe they just don't touch it from there anymore. Mm. I think. And then I guess Stan Winston died, too. And yeah, yeah. It seemed just like the end of it there for a while. But. I guess they they wanted to keep it going and it worked out good. Well, yeah, I think um, back then it maybe not as I mean it definitely there was there was things going on, but now nowadays everything is about nostalgia and recreating the past and and uh, you know returning to these franchises and and TV shows and all kinds of stuff. Everybody wants to get back in on that that gold that was so good for them in the 80s and 90s. It seems like. Right. It was kind of the perfect time for this movie to come around. Oh yeah, definitely. I think it was the perfect time for it. Um, and like you said, there's are, are a lot of movies like Star Wars is going back, Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Not all of them work as good as the other ones, or maybe are not as people don't crave them as much as other yeah. ones. But obviously, Jurassic was still in people's minds, and it was hot in high demand. Yeah, I, I just remember being like on those websites I mentioned before and just, you know, on the, the right or left hand side, you know, in that one column, there's always like a list of films that are being talked about at the moment. And Jurassic Park 4 would always be in that list. And yeah. I would constantly click on it or, you know, visit these other pages and just like wonder what's going on. Or I was like just craving any kind of update. And and there's been so many updates, you know, from 2001 to you know, I guess, uh, what, maybe 2013 when they initially said they were going to start making it. And, uh, obviously, I mean, that didn't really work out as well either, but <laughs> yeah, but I actually have that day. It was January 11th. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. Cause like you get this date and you're like, all right, it's going to start. Like they're going to start doing something in 2013. I think they were, what were they going to film? 
uh, what was it like May or something like that? Yeah, I think they were going to start in May. And yeah. I, I guess they actually started sending crews and all to Hawaii. And I think it was early May is when they redid the script. And then that's when it got delayed. Mm-hmm. But then it then it kind of went into a, a law again where we really weren't sure. I mean, they kept telling us it was coming, <laughs> but after four or after all those years, twelve years at that point, you kind of start to doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people had this like little bit of animosity towards like the production crew and everybody you know everybody involved. Kind of like you guys are teasing us and. You keep saying we're going to get this thing and we just never get it. And we keep losing, you know, people from the franchise and, uh, you know, uh, Sir Richard Attenborough, stuff like that. You just you start losing these people and you're like, it's it might be losing the feel of Jurassic Park. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to start fresh is is a risky choice. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think they did a, a good job with how they how they. I mean, they lost all those people, but they brought in new characters and slightly tied it towards mm-hmm. the old films. And Yeah, and the the good thing about Crichton's material is it's so dense that you can keep creating films based off of it for a very long time. Yeah, there, there's a lot of material there. And I, I know they with the new films, they even are saying that there are actually some, some lines from the book are going to be in the new movie. So, I mean, they have so much so many scenes and so many characters they could bring in and mm-hmm. or versions of different characters and that's the thing like you you hear about these rumors and and you're like all right train dinosaurs and and you know uh camo dinosaurs stuff like that like you think it's weird and you think it's strange and it's kind of scares you you know when you're in this pre-production state and but you got to realize that this is the stuff that Michael Crichton wrote about like from the very beginning. So it may seem crazy on the surface, but once you dig a little bit deeper, you're like, oh, they're still taking, they're still mining from his source material. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, yeah, even with uh, just like the camos with, uh, with the Adominus is just taken from the Lost World with the Carnotaurus. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure about trained raptors. <laughs> well, yeah, there was, um, no, maybe not. There was something... Um, Oh no! Obviously, just the the sales script. Um, but um, oh. no, I I what was I trying to think of instead of that? Um, oh, the uh, the ability to I guess um, hybridize these things and make them different, you know. And that's something that Doctor Wu talked about back in the book is is you know to to make these things uh, to slow them down even to make them seem more real because they're too fast. They they seem uh, not realistic and it's funny because right now Westworld is is hugely popular which also based off Michael Crichton and, and his writing and directing and uh even they they're playing off of some of those those cues as well yeah I've only watched one of those shows I actually actually I caught up on that but yeah that's actually like a similar idea that I guess Jurassic Park I, I guess he wrote he wrote that before Jurassic Park right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, and it's just funny to see like he he's mining himself in a way. Like I gotta come up with something. Uh, I like dinosaurs. I like theme parks. Obviously, I, I already made this thing. Uh, so let's do another one, but with dinosaurs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's funny. So that kind of makes me wonder. So if we're if we're talking about, you imagine this right now. Like we hear that they're gonna start shooting what February, February. Of, of seventeen. Yeah, February twenty seventh, I think. 
Okay. And we hope that it's not anything like May 2013, uh, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I, I don't think so. At this point, uh-huh. so much is planned and so much is ready, and they, they know what, what's in their hands. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't see that happening again. I just think they were, at that point, they announced the store, or they in 2013, they announced they were doing it. And I just think they tried to fast track it too fast. And it just, they just didn't have enough time. But mm-hmm. now they, I mean. I well, think now they, now they have a lot of time. <laughs> like, yeah, it, even think, still, yeah. a lot of time. Like, it's it's been a while. It's been over a year since the last one. And we still got, you know, two plus years, I guess, right? So. Yeah, and when what he, I think he finished. Or not two plus, just two. Yeah, I think Colin and Derek Connolly they finished the script. I think, or like a version of the script, last mm. July. I think before they even announced the the date for it, because I think I remember them reading that it said that they wanted to have a story before they actually set a release date. So I, I assume they had a a basic story and. And I guess now they they have the final script. That, yeah, I, I highly doubt <laughs> it's going to fall apart before February. Well, that's the thing. Like with these these um, films and and some of them, like uh, let's say uh, uh, Deadpool. You know, that's hugely yeah. popular film. Nobody expected too much out of it, but it did it did really well for them. And you assume, kind of like Jurassic World, that you know, oh, they're on track. They're doing it. They they know what they're doing. And then we just hear just like this past week or so, like, oh, they lost a director. Now the the, the composer backed out. So, like, what's oh, going a- on? Like, like <laughs> you don't know. Such such a well-known, good film that people really like and people are, are hyped about for the next one That's can true. just lose as much as, as you know, other films. It's it's funny. Yeah, that's true. Uh, um, but I, I still, I, <laughs> I can't see. I think there's, I think they have the right people in place. Mm-hmm. I think I think Colin has, has got it under control, and yeah. yeah, and we know they've they've wanted Bayona, like even back into Jurassic World, like they wanted him back then, right? So, yeah, I don't know if he's gonna go away. Like that, that would be such a terrible move by on his part to be like, ah, I'm gone. This is taking too long. Yeah, I guess I that that did already happen to him with with World War Z. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, true. I that's, that's what I'm saying. Like you just don't know what could happen. And like, you know, Harrison Ford like broke his, you know, leg or whatever is, you know, whatever it was and that production sh- almost shut down for a while, but they it took time to to get things right and to do other shoots and to to rewrite certain things. So stuff like that, you never know what's going to come is what I'm trying to say and yeah. sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anything could really happen. Um, yeah, like you said, directors drop out all the time. Or, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, Deadpool didn't expect their director, and then they're they lose their composer all within like two weeks. Um, I'm not sure when that next one comes out, but I think that's pretty soon. Yeah, I don't um, really know what the timeline is on that one. It's it, some of these films move really fast. Some are like Jurassic World and want to wait forever for the next one to come out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nowadays it does seem three years does seem to be a little much. <laughs> it does, but but you know, in the past, like it was pretty standard, and that's kind of what you expected. And after a fourteen year gap, we're lucky, you know, with a three year gap. Yeah, I mean, it was four years between Jurassic Park, Lost World, and Lost World and Jurassic Park Three. Yeah, so it's it's better. <laughs> well, nowadays I feel like it's even more about money and capitalizing on everything and getting it done as soon as possible. 
And hopefully that doesn't, you know, sacrifice um, certain aspects of the pre-production and all that. Yeah, I actually kind of wondered too. I mean, obviously I don't think they're doing it, but when they announced that they were going to do two more sequels, whether they would actually do them simultaneously mm-hmm. and try to, because a lot of movies seem to do that now where they're like Lord of the Rings or whatever, they'll film them all at once and then just release them in back-to-back years or maybe yeah. even a so one-year gap or like 2018, 2020 or something. But it seems to be that they're going to do them each individually. So probably yeah. I guess be another three years. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of times, you know, it saves them a lot of money because everything's all ready and set to go and, and to shoot. Um, I don't know, you know, I don't see, you know, I guess with, with this this cast here, like Chris Pratt, hugely popular. Like, so he's got a lot to do. So I don't know if they can tie him down for two films and, and uh, you know, an entire year's worth of filming. Yeah, it's true. I guess what it takes like five months for one movie. So I don't know how, how long it would take to film two at once. Probably almost the whole year. Yeah, and, and he just filmed, uh, you know, uh, Guardians, and he's gonna probably be doing some sort of Avengers or, or maybe cameos or something. You never know with with uh, Marvel, but he's a busy guy. Yeah, yeah, it would be tough to lock him down. Even Bryce is is getting busier now. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. It might would be tough to lock her down too, probably for one year. <laughs> and whoever else they cast, I mean, there'd probably be some other big names coming up here. Not really sure who, but yeah. Well, that's that's one of the things we're at right now is is with this whole um, you know casting call for Lucy. And what do you take on on that that whole thing? Well, I mean, they're, they're looking for um, a girl that's what nine to eleven years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they say it's a, a like a, a leading role. Um, and I guess she has to interact with her, her dad in the film. Uh, I know there's all sorts of speculation and theories of who the dad is, and then maybe it, <laughs> is, it a, is it a character we know, or is it maybe a returning character? I mean, there's all sorts of stuff out there. Yeah. Or, or more likely, it's probably just a brand new character, and maybe even she doesn't have that big of a role. <laughs> I know. This is turning into, like, this is our, like, who's raised parents. You know, like yeah. for Star Wars, it's it's basically turning into that slowly. And this kind of goes back to how I was saying you have these names and you see them and like you, we put so much thought and like we talk about it. And then when the time comes, we look back and we're like, well, they were like, we don't even remember them almost. <laughs> like how much is Lucy actually going to be a part of it? Is, is she going to be like 10th on the billing or <laughs> who and knows? Who, who even knows on that? Because with the way movies are now, you don't know like what they're marketing towards and all that. So it's tough to even say. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough, but it, it is interesting that once you see that, that first casting call and then it, you really realize it's, it's actually happening that they're, mm. they're actually making or looking the cast for the next movie. Yeah. So what's our timeline now? So we're, uh, we're in November right now. We have two months, two and a half months, or a little bit more, maybe, uh, until they start filming. And and uh, what are they starting off in Hawaii, right? Yeah, that's that's that seemed to be the indication that they're going to start in Hawaii. But that latest Lucy casting call did say that they were going to start filming in the United Kingdom in February. But that could just maybe True. be just the way they were to that one. But yeah. it seemed to be yeah, they're going to start in Hawaii in February. Yeah. All right. So. 
going back to Jurassic World, they started that in you know April, April. May, uh, you know of 2014, right? So, and then what that that wrapped up that uh, at uh, Octoberish in, or so. It it ended in August. August, okay. It was early August, I believe. Yeah. So, I feel like we're still pretty early with this. I mean, I guess by that time it's 2017. They're going to be filming for a bunch of months. Um, I think I think they end in June. I think that was one of the things that yeah, February to June. Yeah, and that's that's one of the fun things is to kind of once we find out who's in this movie, and we obviously know. Chris and and Bryce are in it, and these this is the thing we're going to be wondering is where they are, and are they going to be in London or are they going to be in Hawaii? And uh, it kind of gives us these clues as to what's going on in these movies because, you know, we we know that they were filming in certain areas for Jurassic World, and we're all kind of wondering like, oh, what's that spot going to be? Or even Colin said it recently in that uh, the Jurassic Outpost interview, like. I can't tell you where we're going to be shooting because you guys are good enough to decipher that. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's fascinating just to think, yeah, where where they're going to be first and who's actually going to be where. And I mean, a lot of these actors never even show up in one location. Like, like uh, Jake Johnson mm-hmm. never was in Hawaii, <laughs> but he's but that's in the, where his character is. <laughs> yeah, but throughout the movie, he's he's in it. But yeah. I don't think he was, but I'm pretty sure he, all of his filming was probably done in New yeah. Orleans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because yeah, he didn't leave the out, outside uh, or go outside at all. But Vivian sitting right next to him, you know, her first shot that she ever shot was that uh, helicopter landing, uh, right? Sort of takeoff scene, you know. So you don't know like the order that they're filming in and all that stuff that's going on. So it's really funny that uh, you know the way we infer certain things about these these pictures or things that are being released we always try to look for these clues yeah yeah i think that was that the very first scene filmed for jurassic world was, was the helicopter with uh with bryce I, I think that was like the very first that was day one and then yeah it's just it's just amazing how how they film it out of order and mm-hmm. you, never, you never know yeah, yeah, you can't like t- you know tie a movie together and say, oh, they were just filming there, so that means this is happening next. Like it doesn't work that way. It's not that easy. And and even things that we do see in these, you know, and there's not a ton. Like Jurassic World didn't really have a ton of uh, picture releases and, and leaks and stuff like that. There wasn't really that much. There was a few here and there, but even though the ones that we did see, we couldn't really infer that much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were there were some pictures, and I know with Real Tours Hawaii, they had like the helicopter pad and mm-hmm. how that was built, and yeah, they had some of those shots. But yeah, a lot of the stuff you you never really saw inside the ranch. Yeah, and then there's like there even with like uh, Star Wars, like there's a few sites where you can follow literally, like they basically map out the entire movie from start to finish, and and you, when you go to see the movie, you're like, oh, yep. That's exactly how it happened. Like, that's exactly wow. what happened. So it's it's very funny. Oh wow, I, I didn't know that. So they they actually kind of figure it all out and piece yeah. it together beforehand. And, and even the the Walking Dead. I don't know if you're a fan of that show, but like, I followed I follow this one um, forum thing where they they keep a tally on um, who's filming in what episodes. So 
before this this big episode that just happened recently, I won't spoil it for those who maybe don't watch it or haven't watched it yet. Like uh, one of the bad guys is is doing some really bad stuff, and you know what's going to happen based off of these sites, and it's it's very funny like to kind of see these things laid out. But with Jurassic World, we did you know we have those sites and stuff, but the detail wasn't as detailed as some of the other franchises, which is good I think on our behalf because it doesn't spoil us as much. Yeah, I mean that was that was really good. I mean we knew a lot of locations like you said, and and you knew where they were filming, and you had. You could see the scenery, but you never really knew the context of what was actually being filmed. You might know, like, okay, this actor's here, or there's some behind-the-scenes stuff, but you really never knew what was happening mm-hmm. um, just from pictures or uh, set-leak photos. Yeah. And then you but, get, like, the East Dock sign, and, and you know, you're like, oh, my God, that's going to be in the movie. This is crazy. I can't <laughs> wait. This is going to be awesome. Oh, Nope. <laughs> Yeah, you put that up and everyone speculates and there's all, again, all sorts of theories and you just, you spend weeks on that and it never even shows up in the movie. I know, yeah, that's the thing. Like, you could infer <laughs> so much from that one picture and you could you could go down the rabbit hole and be like, all right, this means somehow Nedry's tying it to this and the the the, uh, the Barbasol can and all this stuff. They're going to go back to, they're going to show the stock. It's, it's going to be in the movie and then you you hyperventilate and pass out, and then you realize, oh, never actually even showed up. Yeah, so sometimes you build it up so much that you know, you're actually disappointed when it doesn't come true. But that's that's the dangerous part of, I guess, following it real closely beforehand. You get expectations sometimes that never happen. And I think maybe that even was a lot of people's problem with the movie in general is they had 14 years of build up and thoughts, and for some maybe it didn't do exactly what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the problem with that as well is, is I mean, yeah, Jurassic Park 3 wasn't as well received, but people are still basing it off of that original trilogy and, and those characters and that, you know, mindset when creating those movies and the, and the way they created movies back then. And today it's very different. And and the thoughts that go behind marketing and, and what's on the screen in certain moments, it, uh, you know, it's thought about totally differently nowadays and that kind of i think messes with people's expectations yeah it's um sometimes that presented in one way and it'll be delivered in another just even commercials or mm-hmm. the the tone of a commercial will be will show it you would think maybe it's more of a horror film i mean even the jurassic world commercials there were some that were some of them were kind of creepy or <laughs> some of them were more joyful and it's just yeah how they present it yeah, I think they did a good job of presenting what took place in the film. You know, I you you got a good sense of the kind of film it was. You know, cuz that creepy stuff turned out to be, you know, exactly what you thought it was going to be. And the other scenes like all the mosasaurus stuff was just as cool and awesome as you thought it would be. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah, I actually liked some of those like creepy commercials and mm-hmm. like kind of like the promotional and then it just kind of falls apart or i mean yeah even some of them with like the the the, pet, or the petting zoo made it a little more joyful i mean in that part of the movie was the joyful part and yeah i think overall they did a very, very good job with with uh marketing i know some some weren't as happy with it but i think they did have a very good strong push there right before um mm-hmm. with with what with the commercials and then they put the movie on every channel almost it seemed like 
beautiful movie. Um, yeah, and then all the the, mar- the viral marketing websites and all. I, I thought it was. I thought they did a very good job. Yeah, they did. They they had so much material out there for us to kind of sift through, and I feel like that's already starting, like way earlier than than before. And we have so much to look forward to, um, whether it's like even the even the Jurassic World Twitter, like they just did this whole switch up, and now there's Jurassic Park and Jurassic World Twitter. Uh, Jurassic Park one, I don't, I haven't checked it recently, but it's not really that active. Uh, the Jurassic World one actually is like blowing up recently, and so much is going on, and they're really taking the effort to to interact, which is really good. Yeah, they are interacting a, a lot lately. With um, they did that whole uh, Jurassic Challenge thing for for Halloween and all with actually with having people send in photos of them dressed up and all as different Jurassic characters and it was, I thought that was pretty good to and interacting with the with the fan base. Yeah, and this stuff makes you think like all right, something's got to be coming. Like there's got to be more to this, you know, cuz why did it randomly? Like it, it was just like out of nowhere one day. It's just like boom. All of a sudden, we're going to decide to use this Twitter handle now for some reason. Yeah. Like, uh, it just didn't make any sense because so many of us in the community would, like, tweet at that account and be like, hey, you just missed something. Like, this was something big. Why didn't you talk about it? Or where are you? Like, Yeah, it was, like, dead for a long time. And then all of a sudden, it just starts posting and, like, for actors' birthdays. They, they're mentioning it now. And, yeah. And all of a sudden, yeah, like, something clicked in this all of a sudden started again, which maybe is part of the plan. And maybe, you know, like you said, maybe something's coming. Yeah. I'm trying to think if, if anything like this around this time of the production of Jurassic world happened, I don't, I don't really think uh, there were, there was obviously not, not this much exposure at that time. And I mean, we, now we have uh, actually the night of this recording. It was the, the Jurassic park live and concert debut in London and we also have the exhibition, which which has been in Australia and it's now coming to Philadelphia. So there's that stuff. There's there's so much you know stuff going on, and even there's still toys at the moment. Um, and uh, it's a good time for us. And I just I don't feel like there was that good of a time back in 2014 trying to prepare for what they were about to do. No, I mean there was really nothing. If you, if you wanted to find out information or anything, you really kind of had to dig for it. Mm-hmm. I mean they never had like an official cast announcement or anything. Any casting, you kind of just found out from the trades or mm-hmm. Twitter or like Ron Howard's. <laughs> he was the <laughs> one who broke uh, Bryce and Chris. Even though I mean there were rumblings and all before that, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they ever really announced anything besides the director. Yeah, it, it was it was fairly quiet, and um, I think you know we we got lucky with the director that we got, you know, with Colin, and you know the the ability to interact with people, and and something that he still does, you know, on a daily basis. He's he's always out there on Twitter and interacting with people, and kind of being, uh, you know intermediary between the production and the fans and that's a really cool thing yeah he was a, a very good connection between uh the fans and the production just just even he just occasionally would tweet out photos and just kind of just excite the fan base a little bit every so often i mean 
I remember there was one there was one time where I forget what he he posted something and there was a a writer said that he wanted a to be, get the exclusive of a recycling bin and oh, then yeah. like minute <laughs> Colin tweets a picture of recycling bins and <laughs> on the set so he, he had, he's very quick he's very quick witted and yeah he was very engaging with the fans and he knew he kind of knew like he wasn't always doing it but he knew when to do it just to kind of tease fans and keep them interested and keep make us feel involved kind of in it yeah yeah and that's that's something i think is important is to stay in touch with the fan base and keep everybody you know in touch with what's going on and hopefully he sticks around in that sense i don't know because he's going to get real busy coming up soon with with star wars um so it might take him away from us for a little bit but i still feel like he'll he'll interact and j.a bona i don't really know that he's as interactive in that sense i mean he is always on twitter you always see him posting stuff and in instagram as well but um i don't feel like there's that interaction as much yeah, I, I don't know if it'll be quite the same. And yeah, I don't know how how involved Colin will actually be with filming itself, whether we'll actually get any of those little set uh, photo teases and all. But I, I think Bayona will maybe give some, but I, I don't think he'll be as as often as Colin was with it. Maybe maybe Colin will push him to be like, hey, you got to do this for the fans, you know, shoot out this tweet send this, uh, you know, mention this, maybe he'll, he'll kind of give him a little bit of a advice when it comes to that, because he knows like, that's what we're looking for. And, and I think a good thing about that is if you keep the fans satisfied, they won't necessarily dig as much, you know, into the, yeah. the production aspect. Yeah. I mean, if you give nothing, then everyone wants to search and search and search to find stuff. And then, and then things maybe get leaked out that they really didn't want to. But I mean, if you're given stuff every once in a while to just to satisfy the fans, it, it does. Um, it, I think it does prevent people from searching too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully we get that. Um, right now it's just, it's, it's just stuff leaking out like from the, the different trades and stuff like that. And the different, uh, what the casting agencies and stuff like that. So, uh, right now, we don't really have too much aside from this Lucy business and uh, the locations. Um, obviously, we know Colin and Derek wrote it, like you mentioned. No, so far, there has been no uh, confirmation of a composer. Now, uh, what's your take on that? Do you think um, you think uh, Michael Tacchino is going to come back? I, I do. I think he'll be back. I mean, he, he's even worked with Bayona before. Or, or I think he has, or, or at least they're friends, I know. I, there's I a, think... There's a... No, what was it? I don't remember. It might not have worked together. I know, together, I know I, they're they're friendly in in some way. Yeah, and I, I just I just see him coming back. I mean, he has such a connection to the to the franchise even way before Jurassic World with the video game, mm-hmm. um, the Lost World video game. I think it was Lost World. Um, yeah. I, I I don't see them changing directors. I mean, he even he seems to do like ten movies a year, anyways. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the scary part because he is so busy. I, I I keep saying he's like the busiest. He has to be like one of the busiest composers in Hollywood, and and it's just like, hey, hey, Michael Giacchino, like, uh, we just decided to drop our our Star Wars Rogue One composer. Do you want to do it? <laughs> like, are you available? Yeah, yeah I'll do it. Sure. Uh, and he has like you know a few weeks to like write a full 
score for one of the biggest you know franchises or the biggest franchise of all time. Yeah, they, they haven't even recorded that yet, right? I think yeah, I, well, I just saw that they were. Yeah, like just now. It's like I think they're doing it right now, or at least practicing, or you know, going through everything. But uh, hmm. yeah, it's it's happening. And the movie comes out in a. And the movie comes out what in a like a, a month. month and a half. Uh, yeah, a little <laughs> over a month. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that's nuts. Crazy. Like you don't, you kind of expect that to be done, taken care of, but that that kind of stuff happens so late in the game that um, he could really, they they might not even decide until you know. April or May of, or maybe not May. Uh, you know, around that time though of 2018. Now, jeez. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so you know yeah. he's got a lot of time to figure it out. Yeah, I think he'll do it. I mean, he was last year or yeah, last year he did Inside Out and Jurassic World, and they came out a week apart. I mean, obviously their production time timing was a little different, but I, I don't see him not doing it. I'm pretty sure he will. Yeah, and he kind of he sticks around. You know, he's he's done uh, the Planet of the Apes movies, and I believe he's done all f- three now. I think I guess there's another one coming out, right? Um, so yeah, he's been involved with all those. So I think he's a he's a franchise guy, and he likes to stick around. He he did the the Star Trek ones too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So he did all three of those. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he'll stick around. Yeah, and uh, I really, really liked his work. I think he did uh, an awesome job on on Jurassic World. It really has all the right feels, everything I'm looking for when it comes to Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, I I like the new themes. What's your take on the themes for the next movie? Do you think they'll go more using the Jurassic World theme and less Jurassic Park, or do you think it'll be all Jurassic Park and less Jurassic World, or all of it combined? (laughs) Like, huh. I mean, like what's the I, the movie you think? I think he's a theme guy. You know, like I think he he sticks with his themes. Um, we've seen that in Lost and um, other stuff. So I, I think he'll stick with some of the stuff he's made. And obviously, I mean, he stuck with his own like Raptor theme from that Lost World game. Like he used part <laughs> of that in this movie. So I think he'll stick with some of the stuff he did. Um, I really, really hope they touch on the Lost World. Like he did already, very slightly for some reason. To me, that doesn't make any sense. I don't, I don't really get why he used that there. Um, in that, you know, with, in with, Blue with. coming back, charging back in the battle. Like, ew, it was really cool, but I don't get the connection. But I hope he uses that theme elsewhere. Maybe it's like a prelude to what's to come. Yeah, that would be neat to to go back and use some of the. The Lost World theme into it a little more, more than just that little, yeah, three seconds or whatever. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they use the classic Jurassic themes as much, or do they go more towards the Jurassic World themes kind of as the base? And then obviously, there'll probably be new themes that are for Jurassic World, too. Um, yeah, well, I think yeah, I don't think you can abandon. Is. I don't think you can abandon the Jurassic Park theme itself. Like, I don't think there's any way. Um, no, yeah. So to me, that has to be there. Maybe it'll be more like the uh, the visitor center scene. You know, kind of somber and, and and you know, sad and dark in tone. Uh, maybe something like that. But I don't know. Like, it's kind of tough to say without knowing what we're gonna have 
you know, we have no idea. All we can do is infer from Jurassic World that everything's in ruins at this point. We can't assume they're going back to a park, so I can't see the music being like too, too happy. You know, there wasn't a lot of <laughs> happy. There was. I, I'm trying to think. No, no happy music in the Lost World. Like there was nothing like upbeat in that sense. Uh, the only thing I could think of upbeat would be when they're with Hammond in his uh, room, and he says about going to the island, and Malcolm leaves. There's a little, well, little upbeat. Well, yeah, there. upbeat in that in that te- uh, term, I guess, in that way, but not like, um, like uh, what's it called, stalling around, like uh, Mr. DNA, like hit that that version of upbeat, no, and happy, like, yeah. I, or even like the the momentous like you know b theme of when they're in the helicopter and all that you know like i can't hear anything that momentous because in my mind things are going to be somber and and sad at this point uh, yeah they're probably, wrong. i don't know there won't be too much joyfulness probably <laughs> i think they're they're past that <laughs> yeah but well, who knows i mean we we don't really know what's going to happen what i'd uh, love uh, is for him to have known a little bit about what's next. So maybe Jakina knew, like he talked with Colin and Colin kind of said like, look, I, I, I plan on doing this in the future. So can you include these little touches or these themes in Jurassic World so that when it comes time for the next one, you can expand upon those? So that's what I'm saying is like, maybe that blue... When when he uh, when it rushes back into battle, like that Lost World theme, maybe that was sort of the introduction to something bigger for Jurassic World Two. Um, I would love it if they kind of like went back to the island just to find Blue or something like that, and that's where they used that theme to kind of you know lure her back into their their grasp. Yeah, that's a good that's a good idea. I mean. I didn't really think of that, but yeah, that would be a cool, cool way to use that theme and bring it back. Yeah, did Colin, I, I feel like I've heard him say it before, but like, did he say he kind of has like the general outline of where he wants this to go or end in this trilogy? I feel like I've heard that. Yeah, I think he said, when did he say that? He either said it bef- even before the movie that came out that he had an idea of where it was going to go for sequels. And I think he... I don't know if it was if he had all three planned out, but I think he had a good idea where it was going to go before he was done filming Jurassic World. I think he had a good idea. And I remember that was it. The the head of Universal was like surprised when she <laughs> found out that <laughs> that he had two more movies in mind already. Yeah, I think you kind of like nowadays you kind of have to like if you want to be part of something. I feel like you got to pitch it to the studios. Like, hey, you guys are going to make a lot of money. So I have an idea for three films, <laughs> and it's going to be huge. Yeah, and it, what's, what's kind of neat with this now is, I mean, he had some kind of things, not pushed on him, but he, some ideas he had to incorporate into Jurassic World um, by like Spielberg or previous scripts that he had to mm-hmm. kind of fit in. But now he has like a fresh slate for these next two movies, so be interesting to see what exactly he comes up with when he has, you know, free range. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I mentioned it earlier, but that, that sales script kind of does play into Jurassic world with the training and everything and, and some of the other little things. But, but do you think, cause I think, I feel like it, it could still play into the mix because 
honestly, like it, it's it's kind of like a to me it feels like a good jumping off point from Jurassic World. Like they could do that almost the entire thing, like from start to finish, based off of what happened in Jurassic World. Do you think there's any chance that those theories, like based off of what Steven Spielberg wants to see, like do you think they could still play into it? You, you mean like use some of the things that they didn't use in Jurassic World that were in that script in the newer movies? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. I mean, I guess there's some things. I mean, even even the stuff they did use, they kind of changed it up to make it fit. Uh-huh, um, yeah. There were some, there were some wild ideas in that one that, in that one, it seemed crazy, but it <laughs> somehow worked <laughs> in Jurassic World. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I could see them doing. Uh, there were some. Uh, I mean, it's been a long time since I looked at that. I know that script's out there; you can read it. It's been a long time since I looked at it, but I guess didn't, didn't they have like. Um, there's another company at all involved with that. Yeah, I, I think it was the Grendel Corporation. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and I, I know um, Colin has mentioned about having like open source, and maybe there's more than one company now, so maybe that Grendel Corporation pops up. Yeah. As a, maybe they do something like that, or yeah. And actually, another. Yeah, sorry to interrupt, but an interesting point. Um, that the Jurassic World website has been like updating, you know, a lot in the past few days, and uh, it's not like fully finished or anything. But there's these little touches that are are coming across on the website. Um, I did see the fact that they mentioned Biosyn. Now that's, to my recollection, there's no mention of that anywhere in the films, right? No. So uh, they never. That's just in the books. Yeah. So that's a really interesting point. I feel like, don't you feel like that's like strange that they included that but it's actually not not ever mentioned in the in the movies at all yeah yeah that's that's i could see yeah that maybe 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 it's gonna appear in the next one that would be pretty neat I mean, yeah those those we, companies you mentioned yeah. could still play into it with biosyn and grendel and all that yeah i mean that, that, i think that would be a, a creative way to, to tie it all together yeah because dotson just kind of shows up they never mention who he's working for or mm-hmm. But I mean, it's assumed. I mean, if you've read the books or you're a fan, you, you kind of just assumed it's Biosyn. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's never been mentioned in the movies, and I think that would be pretty neat to actually finally <laughs> five movies in to the to, to mention it. Yeah, it's been our own like headcanon because we have we know the books and and where Dodgson came from and all that, so we kind of know this backstory. But you ask like the general viewer of the movie, they'll have zero idea who who he was aside from his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was that guy doing? Like they, you know, if you're going to critique things like, like the min- minute details that people really tear apart in Jurassic world, like Jurassic park has those details as well. Like that's like fully unexplained. Like there's, they just leave that up to you to, to hopefully if you've read the book because otherwise they introduce this guy, they don't tell you what he's from or what he's doing or, anything and then you just forget about him like halfway through not even you forget him in the first few minutes and then another guy shows up on a dock like it's just very strange yeah yeah you really don't know what he's doing or i mean is he gonna create his own theme park or (laughs) yeah how did that guy even get on the dock is he working (laughs) (laughs) i don't know like that's what i mean like you could tear that movie apart just as much in a way you know it's 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 got that nostalgia and everything for us, and it is a great movie. Obviously, don't get me wrong, 
but there's yeah. there's things like that that you could say, oh, that's so stupid. Why, you know, oh, the whole divorce plot line in Jurassic Park, they they mentioned it for half a second and then never touch on it ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. There are little little things, but it's such a good movie. It gets of course, overlooked. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's the problem. Like, it's you can overlook it when it's so great, and I guess people don't see the same qualities in Jurassic World. Yeah, I think nowadays people are a little more picky too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Things slide as. <laughs> uh, and now we all assume we can do better too, <laughs> especially when we're all so close to what's going on and want to know what's going on. And and I'm sure we all have our own headcanon and our own ideas as to what should have happened in Jurassic Park 4. Um, so obviously it's not going to work out for everybody. Yeah, and that's the kind of the dangerous things with like nowadays you have so much at your fingertips of where you can find and search for stuff that you know what's kind of going on and you, yeah, you, like you said, you build it up in your head of what's going to happen and then you end up disappointed where 20 years ago you didn't have any of this and the movie just kind of showed up in theaters and mm-hmm. you didn't have, really have a time to prepare so you can just <laughs> enjoy it for what it is instead of building it up and all. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a gift and a curse, I guess, because you, you want to know everything, but kind of hate it when you do. Um, to me, knowing as much as I did about Jurassic World and, and everything and looking after all the the uh, you know time frames and production and everything, it didn't ruin anything for me. Like I, I went in with you know basically a clean slate as much as I could. I kind of like wiped everything out of my head because you mentioned it like you can't you can't judge based off of these things what's going to happen. So I kind of went in fresh like, all right, I've seen all this stuff. But I don't know what's going to actually come true. Yeah, you don't. You don't really know the context of how it's going to be presented. I mean, kind of. I kind of knew like a basic idea of what was going to happen, but there was enough actually withheld. It was still pretty fresh, and you kind of knew, okay, this might happen here, but you don't know exactly how it's going to happen or what's going to be the result of it. So yeah, I mean, even though yeah, you did find out all this stuff, it it didn't ruin it for me. Yeah, right now we're not in that period. We we have nothing to ruin it. I mean, yeah, you can speculate as much as you want as to who's Lucy's father, you know that, but that might not play into anything at all. And like you said, it might just be a random side character, or uh, you know, not that prominent, or nobody's father that we you know, or no father that we actually know who the person is. So we'll see, though. I'm really, really excited, and we're getting close. We're getting very close to figuring out who these people are or who Lucy is. We don't really know anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, even kind of back with like Jurassic world, you had, I remember when was it Brian T got cast as Hamada. I mean, there was so much build up of how big of his character was going to be and how, oh. how big of a role <laughs> grip slide all about a big, like monologue. He did. Yeah. I mean, he's in the movie. <laughs> he's, it can camouflage. That's about it. That's all. That's all I got. <laughs> and then, yeah, then he's done. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I kind of think Lucy probably is gonna have. I mean, it might not. That might not even be her name. But yeah, probably. I think she'll have a role than that. But yeah, in the grand schemes of thing, it, it might not be all that much. But that's all we have right now. So. Yeah. So 
it's I I yeah, it's, I kind of like the way I take it is it it's just cool stuff it's, like it's good to know like a, a Lucy is involved. It's cool to know they're going to visit Hawaii and do some studio work in the UK. Um but as of right now there's nothing to flip out over. There's nothing to like go crazy over and you can kind of uh, assume as much as you want but eh, there's nothing to really Honestly, like we've talked about this for an hour, and and there's nothing to even talk about really when it comes to Jurassic World too. <laughs> yeah, we we've just been kind of rambling and then talking yeah. in circles. <laughs> well, Wait, that's the funny thing is, yeah. as a fan, you can discuss this. We we could go on for another full hour, I'm sure. Uh, but like, like I said, there's nothing to even talk about, like because we don't know anything really. Yeah, and that's actually kind of the exciting part. Is I mean, with the past films, like. Two of them were based on books. I mean, Jurassic Park 3, you kind of knew it was a rescue mission. Jurassic World, you knew kind of about restarting the park. But with this one, we have, like, no idea. Mm-hmm. We have some comments from, from Colin about what his, like, take might be on it. But this is, like, for the first time, like, we got, like, no idea what's going to happen. Which, yeah. which is exciting. <laughs> it is. Like, so, that... That's a problem like a lot of people had with the the Star Wars prequels was like you got the first three movies, uh, well technically the third three movies, but then the, they went back to the prequels and you knew you knew the story you knew like where people were gonna end up who was gonna be where, yeah. so by the time the Force Awakens came around you're like what I don't what's gonna happen I have no clue and that's that's where we stand right now that's a good point yeah yeah it's exciting I mean it, it could go really anywhere i mean this will be the first one that's really not based on the islands i mean we're assuming and sounds like it yeah i mean there's some ideas and some rumors out there where it might go but yeah it's you got no clue (laughs) yeah i mean do you do you hope they they stick on that island for a while like because like we said we don't know we know they're gonna be there but time frame i i I don't really know what's gonna take place there so, do you hope they stick around and, and film for a while there, or do you think, uh, do you think it'll be just kind of like, ah, we're at the island, uh, we're gonna do something real quick in the movie and then skip off, we're gonna go somewhere else? <laughs> I, I kind of think that's what it'll be. I think they'll be there briefly, mm-hmm. and then yeah, just some sort of new location, whether whether it's like Central America or Costa Rica or something. Mm-hmm. or somewhere I, I mean I, I don't know <laughs> it's be anywhere yeah I know uh, I, I've been guessing Africa a lot like I'd love to see that China would be awesome yeah um, I do hope they kind of if they're going to go anywhere I hope they get away from that jungle aspect because that's all we know you know like aside from the like the redwoods of of Sorna <laughs> for some reason um but like we've seen so much jungle, I'd kind of like to see a different take, I guess, on the, uh, the dinosaur world. Yeah, me too. I mean, even if they do like like Costa Rica, uh, I assume that's kind of jungly, and they probably film yeah. that in Hawaii. But that'd be just—I mean, you'd be telling people it's a different place, but it's pretty much the same place. It'd be nice, yeah. Like, like you said, like Africa, like a, a savanna or something would be pretty cool to see, like raptors hunting. Or lions or something. I know <laughs> it would be, be pretty... so natural looking too. I feel like, I feel like they would almost be even more animalistic in a way. Like I feel like it would look more real to me for some reason. 
Yeah, yeah, I think it would too. That'd be pretty cool. That's about all I got here. I mean, we touched on a lot of topics. Uh, do you have anything else uh, you want to hit on? Uh, not really, no. Yeah, well, thank you so much for uh, for coming on and, and uh, visiting me here on Sorna. You know, sometimes it gets lonely when I'm here by myself, just, you know, walking around these woods. Well, it was... Thank, <laughs> thank you for having me, and thank you for finding <laughs> Yeah, so... Uh, before you head off, where uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, at newblar7. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And uh, you know, we're gonna have to do this again because we just jumped right off there and just stopped. But we have so much more to talk about coming up soon. I'm sure. Yep. And thank you again for having me. Hello, Jurassic fans. This is another segment of Amber Finds, and today we're going to be talking about wallet cards. Yes, I know, wallet cards. Not the most exciting subject, but when you see what kind of, or hear what kind of wallet cards I'm talking about, Jurassic Park ones, they're very, very cool. Now, these came in, in six variety type of cards. The ones that I personally own, I own five of them. I don't own the sixth one. Wish I had it. Still out looking for it. I will find it. It's out there somewhere. And I will find it. But for now, I have these. And I got these all in a Jurassic Park lot that I got back, uh, back like I would say like 2009, 2010. And back then on eBay, you can get really good Jurassic Park lots. You would get cards, candy, uh, postcards, and, and cups, and all merchandise, all wrapped up in a box, ready for you to go, people would sell those lots for 40 bucks, and you would get so much cool stuff, now, 40 bucks, you probably get one figure, it's, yeah, it is such a bad place to get any merchandise now, um, it's, one of the best places but for your pocket it really hurts right now <laughs> with uh, the new movie and and more movies coming along uh people i guess have inflated the value of, of all the merchandise and it's made uh collectors like myself uh cry a bit when we go to buy things it, it's okay am i gonna eat this week or am i gonna get this t-rex that's basically how it's how it's become that's why these things are really much like amber finds, you know? It's, they're very rare, <laughs> rare instances that you can waste that amount of money. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so when I bought uh, the Jurassic Park a lot, I didn't know these wallet cards came in. And when I looked at them, 
and I saw them. I'm like, wow, these are really, really cool looking cards. And um, there's, I still have them in their casing. They come in these little uh, plastic type of cases uh, with a hanger on them, so you can hang them on uh, in probably in the store they were hung. And uh, it comes with a little uh, cardboard or yeah, cardboard uh, like tag that says Jurassic Park wallet card. On it actually it says 109 tax or 55 cents. That's what they were worth when these things were bought. And on the back of them they got the barcode. It says printed in USA, published and distributed by OSP Publishing Inc. 101, no, 1001 Monterey Pass Road, Monterey Park, California. And it says uh, Jurassic Park trademark 1993 Universal City blah blah blah. We we know that. So anyway, these cards, uh, the ones that I have, I have five. The first one is the T-Rex meal ticket. Has the picture of our most favorite Tyrannosaurus of the whole franchise, Rexy. And it's, it says T-Rex meal ticket in red. The next one is Jurassic Park employee ID. And it has the Jurassic Park logo. And it says G-U, no, J-U-R. Why did I think of G? J-U-R. 2784-3A908PK and it says paste your school photo here which of course I didn't do because these still are sealed up um, the next one is a pocket map guide <laughs> and it shows a map of Isla Nublar and it's a uh, it's, uh, it has like a blue background the map itself is a tan color and it's a pretty accurate map to like the first maps that came out for Isla Nublar with the with the Jurassic Park merchandise. And the next one is a really cool one. Raptor Security Services. Has a picture of a raptor and it says the ones you can trust. And it shows like some rips on the card, like if a raptor tore it apart or something. And the Raptor Security Services in big bold red letters with with outline of white and then the last one that I have is Jurassic Park Ad admit one and uh, this is a really cool card it's like your token your your ticket to go into Jurassic Park it has the black background the yellow logo Jurassic Park and it says admit one in red writing with a white outline and yellow around it now on the back of the Jurassic Park Admit One card. It says, Welcome to Jurassic Park, the most incredible theme park of all time. See real dinosaurs at play, watch them roam through acres of meticulously created, recreated jungle habitats. See them forage for food and themselves fall prey to prehistoric insects. No, instincts. <laughs> wow. I'm having a real problem reading today it's not good enjoy your stay tickets are non refundable that's pretty cool <laughs> I kind of want to take them out of the, the plastic kind of put them in my wallet but I'm not gonna do that the Raptor security services one says it's a it has in big uh, bold black letters on the back it says Raptor security services Rising crime rates got you worried? 
Raptor Security Services is designed to put the homeowner's mind at ease. You'll sleep like a baby knowing your own personal Raptor is on the alert for any unwanted intruders. Look at that. This card right here shows Jurassic Park was ahead of its time. It's actually was was thinking of what they're trying to do in Jurassic World with the Raptors. Train them and have them for military purposes. This one would be for security purposes. But pretty cool to if you really think about it it's it's a little bit ahead of its time it says raptor the first name in home security and it uh, has the jp logo from the merchandising which is like the toys like the one the logo that's on the legs of your Jurassic park dinosaurs your toy dinosaurs and it says uh electrified containment fence included with every raptor intruder waste disposal service available for an additional fee Wow, that's uh, pretty morbid. <laughs> yeah, wow, okay. Um, and it says, please keep all small pets indoors. So I guess if I got this Raptor security service, um, I would not let Cheetos anywhere around this Raptor. Of course not. Even though Cheetos is, you know, as you all, if you follow my Instagram, he is the Cheetosaurus Rex, the... The hybrid cat, the Jurassic cat, still, uh, I don't know, I don't think it, he would get, have any chance against the raptor, even though he is a vicious little critter. <laughs> and then it says, write your name here, and your signature releases Jurassic Park Inc. from liability for any injury or damages due to the mishandling of the raptors. Okay, so if you get eaten yourself by the raptor, you, your family can't sue that's um that's a card to keep that's a service that you might think about getting right i don't think i will now on the back of the map guide the puppet no pocket map guide <laughs> um it says experience the wonder of jurassic park be thrilled by the exciting struggle for survival be chilled by the vicious and cunning meat-eaters hunting their prey. See dinosaurs at play. Use this handy pocket map guide to view Jurassic Park in all of, all of its prehistoric glory. Remember to watch your step and follow all posted safety precautions. Then it has that JP logo again, the one that you see on their toys. And it says thank you and enjoy your stay at Jurassic Park. And then in small little tiny letters it says... In the event of an accident, please sign by the X for identification purposes. Thank you, the management. Okay, morbidity again. So I guess if you are attacked and they can't really identify you, I guess uh, you, you they would know you it was you by your signature on this card. Wow, these cards are great, but they're at the same time very morbid. For like a six-year-old to have in their wallet. But that's Jurassic Park for you. You know, it's awesome. And at the same time, it's uh, it's got some killer stuff to it. Now, for the Jurassic Park employee ID card, on the back it says, Employee identification. As a trusted member of the Jurassic Park staff, your name here, you know, that's where you put your name, has maximum security clearance for all areas of the park. Your duties include feeding and caring for the large prehistoric dinosaurs, the park houses, as well as nursery duty every third Friday. Employee benefits include witnessing prehistoric life firsthand, 
That sounds pretty good on a daily basis. Um, as well as complete health and accident insurance with about five exclamation marks. Accident insurance. Now, I don't know how good that insurance is because they cannot insure that a T-Rex won't eat me in one gulp. You know? Welcome aboard Jurassic Park, the company that cares. <laughs> and then it has the Jurassic Park logo that you see on all the toys. Um, that's a really cool card. The company that cares, InGen, of course. InGen very much cares. If you hear a little, like, bell ringing in the background, that's Cheetos walking around. Um, that's funny. That's that's really funny. But, you know, it, it would be cool to see um, prehistoric life uh, firsthand on a daily basis. I, I would love to see Triceratops, you know, eating and, and, uh, fighting for dominance and then seeing the T-Rex hunt, even if it's a goat on a chain, it, it's just be awesome to see that, you know, that's something that as much people don't like to talk about bringing back these animals, there's a, I mean, I understand the ethics of it, it's not good, but somewhere inside me, like, the, the love that I have for these dinosaurs, I, I would love to see this. Like, we all understand the ethics of it. It's wrong. It shouldn't be happening. It, it, and Malcolm was right, but I want to see a dinosaur, and it'd be cool to be an employee. If, if a real Jurassic Park ever popped up, you know I'm first in line to try to get a job there. And I probably need this card. So I'm going to keep that card around, of course. And the last but not least, the T-Rex meal ticket. Hopefully this is about feeding T-Rexes or maybe becoming a T-Rex lunch yourself. I don't know. Are you hungry enough to eat a Triceratops or perhaps a Gallimimus? If you can growl a yes, then this meal ticket is for you. Honored at all the fine watering holes of Jurassic of the Jurassic period, just flash this card and no one will dare interrupt the king of the dinosaurs while he or she is in the midst of, of feeding frenzy. Plant eaters beware. T-Rex is on the loose. And then in a big, like, big square, it has the JP logo that you see on all the toys. Now, that's, that's pretty cool. This is a cool little card right here. I'm guessing this is like a card to get lunch, you know? This is one that you go around in all the restaurants and you get a free meal or whatnot. This is your meal card, I guess. I don't really think, uh, but you never know. Maybe it is a card for you to step in and get eaten by a t-rex this is your, your card to do it and Jurassic park is the company that cares <laughs> well anyway that was uh our little amber finds session for today um pretty cool you know stuff um yeah so i'll see you in the next one we'll see what else i can dig up out of this collection that you might not heard of might have we'll see and right now I'm having a thing called Jurassic Fan Fridays on my Instagram page. And you can sell me, you know, you with your collection, you how much a fan you are, and you'll be featured on fan, Jurassic Fan Fridays. It's a little shout out to the fans out there of this, Jurassic, this wonderful community that we all, all are a part of, you know. So, yeah, till the next time, guys. I'll see you again. Back to you, Brad.
Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast, and of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Anybody hear that? Thanks for listening to the 73rd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, I need to thank Josh for finally joining me here on the podcast. It's been a really long time coming, so I'm glad we finally had some time to catch up since nearly a year ago when we hung out in Disney Springs. Keeping up to date with the production is hard work, so thanks Josh for staying in tune with the process. A big thanks to Jay Jurassic for another great addition to Amber Finds. I had a few of those wallet cards when I was younger, and uh, his segment here made me remember them, but unfortunately mine have since disappeared. Make sure to head to our show notes to find the wallet cards from his collection. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast, and our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review in iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, just send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can submit questions directly via our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.